Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Notice I didn't say terrific. <laughs> and I only didn't say terrific because I was thinking, what am I going to answer when Marissa asks me how I am? I don't want to say terrific again. I know. I try. I think I said it had been saying great a lot, which is why I shifted you, you to good. We both changed it up today. <laughs> are you keeping warm? You know, I I think I am, and I think that um, it must be because I haven't been paying much attention to the weather this week. Oh, so I didn't you're too busy. No, yes, so, yes, very true. So I nece- I didn't necessarily know that it was going to be this cold. So today, when I glanced at my watch and it said one degree, this <laughs> you know that was earlier this morning. I said, oh, I had no idea. So and then I'm lucky. I stay home most of the time. So right. Um, it is, you know, I'm, I'm sheltered from the elements. Um. You are actively <laughs> and busily working from home. Yes. That's different than just staying home. <laughs> you know, I I noticed, so when I looked at the thermometer this morning, it was minus one at my house. Oh, wow. And, and then I took the garbage down because it's our garbage day. And my driveway is about 170 feet long. And my face hurt. It was like, mm-hmm. wow. this. And I ski, so I'm used to cold weather. It just seemed really cold today. And I also noted that this is the first day this winter that I have actually put a space heater in my office because I'm working from home today. Mm-hmm. So usually my, my aquariums, my fish tanks keep my office warm enough. But not today. They're, anyways. So. It's time to get personal. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a shocking title for people. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because people, and I think the way I, the way I introduced the topic in my post this morning was, you know, when, we, when we're interviewing people, when we're going through a hiring process, there are so many things we can't ask. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it's good that, you know, I... There are some people that complain about all the laws and the requirements, and they're only there to protect people from being discriminated against. Mm -hmm. But it sets, my concern is this, my concern is that it sets this tone where, you know what, we have our employees, and they have their life, and we have the job, and we shouldn't ever get into their life's type of thing. We We shouldn't be asking questions. We shouldn't be probing. We shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. You know, it, it, it's it's like I had a, an owner of a company that I worked for once. It was a Swiss-owned company. And he had a phrase that business is business and schnapps is schnapps. And you don't mix schnapps and business. <laughs> and what he meant was, you know, there's your personal things and there's the business things. But I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in danger. So last week we talked about, is it time to reboard? And we talked about onboarding. And we talked about trying to make connections with people. And we, we, we realized when we looked at the data that, you know, um, was it 30% of employees that we hire will be looking for work within six months, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and most employees, (coughs) excuse me, and I don't have a cold, so I don't know why I'm coughing this morning. I'm coughing because we're recording a podcast. That's why. But most, um, that there's a, there's a significant number of employees that will decide in the first three weeks if they're going to leave or not. So we've got to find a way to make the connection. Mm-hmm. And the only way to make the connection is to get personal. Right. And think about them as a human being. So what were your thoughts when you saw that it's time to get personal? So I 
didn't know exactly what direction you'd be heading in, but you know, you did kind of start off with the idea of the interviewing process and um you know i i agree i think it is so important to to use the interview process as a time to really select the best candidate uh based on their skills and experience not based on an exhaustive list of of other things um that that are considered more personal but yes when you bring that person on board, right? You you go through that process. You hopefully find someone that you feel really good about um, because in my opinion, if you don't feel really good about the offer you're making, you probably shouldn't make it. Um, yes. But, you know, you've gone through that. Hopefully that person feels the same way about your position. They come on board. Then what, right? And I right. think that... There are some organizations that are going to do this really well and and others who aren't. But if you think about your, I think this is a great trend right now in organizations where they they really look at their employees as people first and not just human doings, right? They're human beings, not human doings. And I, I think you even mentioned that in your post and um you know i applaud the organizations that make that part of their culture and and who they are because they recognize that you know they 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 want you to be able to go to your kids holiday concert at school at 10 a.m yep they're not thinking about oh they're not going to be here from 9 45 to 11 15 you know, TikTok, get back. You know, they're they're thinking yes. like this is a person that I want to stick around and that I'm playing the long game with. And if if they can be a human being first, that they'll bring their best self to the job. Exactly, e- exactly. And it, one of the things I look to see, I, oftentimes I will quote um, Gallup's employee engagement studies. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the first time I, I saw it was a 2013 study where they surveyed 250,000, I'm sorry, 250 million American workers, and only 30% were engaged in their job. Wow. And it shocked me. So I said, wonder, and then I saw that like 2015, it was very similar. So I wonder where we are now. So I just did a quick search and in the 2021 employee engagement survey, we actually as a country did amazing. We increased it to 36 percent, which why would I say that's amazing? We increased it six percent and the rest of the world is at 20 percent. So we're much better than the rest of the world, but we're still only saying that roughly one in three of our employees are engaged in their job. Mm -hmm. That is a crisis we we talk about crisis of productivity we talk about a hiring crisis we talk about retain it's all in this engagement piece Mm -hmm. and and one of the things that i teach in my um my supervisory leadership class is i i i tell the folks you need to make a connection with your people Mm -hmm. and i what i'll do is i'll actually i'll pick up my cell phone and i'll say these devices all have note apps in them use it to your advantage and what i mean and so i give them an example i say with my coaching clients i never ever ask a question like are you married what's the name and age of your spouse how many kids do you have what are their ages <laughs> you know i i never ever ask those questions 
But every single one of my coaching clients at some point in time has offered information. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll use this as an example, and I, and I won't mention any names, but I have a, a coaching client, owns a company, has, um, when I was early on coaching him, I, I just asked right around the October, November time frame we were meeting, any plans for the weekend? And he said, yes, I'm building an ice skating rink in my backyard. Now that's an unusual thing so i said an ice skating rink he goes yeah he said you know i always played hockey um i and and my son and then he mentioned his son's name is x number of years old and and i want to teach him to skate so we're going to put an ice rink in the backyard i said well that's amazing Mm -hmm. so then what i would say in my class is what do you suppose i asked him the next time he came a month later and they'll, they'll of course they're not stupid they say you know how'd the ice rink turn out Mm-hmm. I said, exactly. What did that communicate to my client? And they said uh, that you took an interest in him. Mm-hmm. That's all we're talking about here. Do we know our employees' lives outside of work? Mm-hmm. Now, if they're not going to share it, we can't pry. No. Nor should we. No. Nope. But we need to be taking the initiative to share, to, to, to mm-hmm. ask, how, you know, what's happening? What are you doing this weekend? You know, we do it at the end of the podcast. Any mm-hmm. plans for the weekend? So, and, you know, somebody might say, Dave, why do you ask Marissa any plans for the weekend? Because what I found is that people that feel connected to podcasts get connected because they have, they become interested in what the people's lives are all about. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that sounds, it builds loyalty. It does in our organizations as well. Yeah. And I, I think about too, like the a great way to to even get this started, right? Is um, share about yourself, right? Like yes. if if you you know just want to kind of get this going in your organization, maybe shift the culture, start thinking about connection. Um, start start the the staff meeting and say, I I had a you know a great weekend. I I did this, and just see if yep. anyone else chimes in they might not exactly they might not but what did you lose nothing right. you 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 know shared a memory that was positive experience for you um and it might just kind of get people talking or someone might say oh like you went skiing i love skiing i've been skiing since i was three i uh, used to compete or you know you could people chime in and you start to kind of build that connection right organically without really have, you, you know you're not because we don't want you to pry and we're not saying like exactly. oh start right you start interviewing all your employees to learn more <laughs> right. about them here's the checklist i want you to fill out <laughs> right it, you know we're looking for genuine connection here um yes but i think that it's easy it, it's not it's not a, a to-do item it's something that could come naturally and you know and and what Maybe you're right. It's not a to-do list. It becomes a mindset mm-hmm. of looking for clues. Um, for instance, what I'll notice is who has a ski, since you mentioned skiing, who has a ski box on their car? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you ski? Yeah, I do. Where do you ski? You know, it's just a question like that. Um, somebody noticed when I was in the office yesterday that I had a spider brand like sweater on. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a key because if anybody skis, they know that Spider's a ski uh, a ski clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you ski? You know, it's just, it's a simple thing. It's an awareness piece. It's looking for clues mm-hmm. 
and it's listening for things. Uh, one, and this this actually is a great tool for breaking down barriers in teams. I've I've done this with organizations where organizations will be struggling to connect as a team, and I'll walk in. They'll bring me in. <coughs> excuse me for a, for a consulting type of thing team building exercise and I will start with this question please tell us something about yourself that nobody around the table knows and everyone starts sweating <laughs> and the, and so what I do is I say let me give you two examples mm-hmm. and what I'll do is I and they all because they all start sweating right mm-hmm. so I give these two examples and one of them is uh, it's, it's in, from my own life um, I will talk about the fact that our grandson Silas was born at 25 weeks gestation now mm-hmm. that's a that's kind of a gut, and Silas is fine. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 I think he turns 11, 10 or 11. I think, he, I don't remember how old Silas is. Anyways, he's at least 10. How's that? <laughs> Next month. Um, but it's, it, it, and, and what I'm doing is I'm getting personal. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing what I learned through that. And then another one, a funny one that I talk about is, you know, when I was slalom water skiing once and I, and I dislocated and broke my hip and, and what's, and I make it funny. I don't make it serious. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is within an organization, I did this at one company and, and almost everybody participates. And if, if, if I set the tone by going first, they're very mu- they're much more relaxed mm-hmm. within this organization's leadership. There were two people that had premature babies and didn't know it. Wow. Now, how can you not know mm-hmm. in an organization that isn't that big that one of your coworkers had a premature child? Ah. And these people interacted like daily. Mm-hmm. So that told me the fact that there really was no connection. But now they have the mutual connection. And I, I've heard some really great stories um, about things that people just was amazing that they would share that but but what it did was it made it was a la, it was a la, light moment there was laughter and or sometimes people said oh I, I really didn't know that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so sorry but it opened the door for them to begin to share things the sad part when I think about that company was at least these two people were going through a very very difficult time and didn't get support at work mm-hmm. that's tragic because I know the support that I had at work mm-hmm. when I, when, when it, when, and I was, and again, it was my grandchild. It wasn't my, my child, so to speak. So I, I, I gave you, uh, I sent you some, some notes from, from actually a teaching that I do on connecting. Um, I want to touch on one of them first and then I'm, I'm open to any ones that you might want. But one of these points that I don't think we realize is connecting goes far beyond words. And what I mean by that is only 7% of our communication are the words that we use. 38% is our tone of voice, but 55% is our body language. So are we aware of all of those other, the nuances in this communication that are, that are subtle, but are so much a part of it? You know, are we noticing when someone's body language is saying one thing, but their words are saying something else? Mm-hmm. Um, who was it? Was it um, Chris Hogan at Live to Lead one year said three, three questions a leader needs to ask every one of their staff members at least twice a week. How are you? And he said, look in their eyes. Don't just listen for mm-hmm. the answer. How are you? What are you working on? And how can I help you? So, but you got to be doing all three. It's listening for the words, 
you know, noticing the tone of voice. You know, how are things going? Okay, fine. Whoa, whoa, really? Not great? Not, you know, what, there's something, what can I help you with? And, and that's going to kind of open the doors. Were there any others that, that you noticed? I know I didn't send it to you with enough time to really <laughs> study it, but. Um, I, you know, I, I thought that the fourth principle was interesting. Connecting always requires energy. Yes. And, um, I thought that the list was interesting. It said initiative, clarity, patience, selflessness, and stamina. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't disagree, but I don't want, but it might seem a little unapproachable. Um, mm, okay. In, in that, in that way. Um, again, I, I think uh, everything requires energy. Sitting, right. sit, you know, I'm sitting right now and it requires energy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, it kind of tacks on to the next one, which is that connecting is more skill than natural talent, and it takes practice. Yes. So when when you pair those two together, I, I, I do see that a little bit more clearly, that okay. it does require practice, um, but in, in an unrehearsed kind of way. I think it's something like once you start doing it, you just get better like a baby learning to walk they you know they yes. just kind of try it out they fall down they get back up they're they're walking they're running they're, and then they start jumping you know it, it's just kind of a natural progression um based on right. on practice and it's not like it's on their baby to-do list um mm-hmm. <laughs> but i uh i think it it certainly will come more natural for other people but it is something that that anyone can do with a little bit of intentional practice behind it exactly anybody who has a high influence a high i or a high s in their behavior profile high steadiness is going to have a little bit easier time with connecting because they're people focused Mm-hmm. If you're a high dominance and you're high compliance, you're task focused. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to be the intentionality piece is the key. One of the things and the reason why I, and I touch on this when I do a teaching on this, why when we talk about when it requires energy, um, it takes energy to listen carefully mm-hmm. and to be an active listener. And and you want to make sure that your your. Um, in the right frame of mind, like if I'm at the end of the day and I'm exhausted, it might not be a time for me to try to go out and find out what's really happening on the team. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I do talk about in that is I talk about what are your recharging stations? Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when your energy levels drop, how do you get recharged? What is it that brings energy back into your life? And do you have those recharging stations nearby? For me, and I've said on the podcast, one of my recharging stations is leadership training. Like if I can listen to a podcast or watch a video on on leadership, it energizes me. So now I'm back. I got some energy back and I can go engage with my team. The other thing is, you know, I'm talking about, okay, we need to get personal at work, so to speak. You also need to have that same focus on connecting at home. Mm-hmm. You know, are we connecting with our with our spouse? Are we are we connecting with our kids? Um, are we connecting if we're my age or with our grandkids? Are we are we going out of the way to, to it? Ta- it takes intentionality. That's mm-hmm. just what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can learn it. You know, there's there's two books that I wanted to mention. Um, 
And what's interesting is, I don't know if they do this on purpose because they're from multiple different ages of being published, but John Maxwell's written two books. One he wrote um, with a gentleman named Les Parrott, and that book is The 25 Ways to Win with People. It's an easy little read, and it literally gives you tools to connect. Um, you know, and one of them, I just kind of open it up. Chapter three, let people know that you need them. You yeah. know, this draws a connection when you ask people for help. The second book is Winning with People, and both of those are, are Max. If you just list, if you just Google 25 Ways to Win with People by Maxwell or Winning with People by Maxwell, you can find them. I know they're available on Amazon because I buy a bunch of them, my books from Amazon. But learn it, focus on, try to get better at it, and it will drive your retention of employees through the roof. Mm-hmm. It's going to increase increase productivity of those employees too because they're happy, they feel engaged. Um, what do you think gets in the way of people being able to connect? I think there are probably a few things. I think there are, are things kind of on the individual level, right? Like someone yep. who just doesn't care to to open up right. to others, or you know, maybe doesn't really have an interest in connecting, and that can be for I don't fault people. Some people are, you know, are live are carrying a heavy load, are living a life that requires a lot from them at that time, and maybe they just yep. can't take that on right now. They mm-hmm. and I think that that can certainly that is something that is valid. I think that there's also things that happen at the organizational level. So it might feel like um, if if your culture says that like connecting with others or or you know, it might look like, oh, they're they're chatting around the water cooler or something, that that is like frivolous and that's not what we're here to do. Uh, that that yeah. is something that could definitely get in the way. Um, I think coming back to the individual level, like maybe just feeling kind of like shy heading into it. Sure, um, yes. I think about this and, you know, this isn't something – I love connecting with people. I'm a talker. Um, it's probably why I'm, I'm working on this podcast with you is because I'm a talker, exactly. you know, like when my girls have activities or they, uh, dance class, things like that. Um, I have met three amazing women who are now really good friends of mine from the dance class waiting room. And we, sometimes we talk about how, like, we all kind of stumbled through those first, like, couple months of like getting to know each other and kind of like connecting Uh and figuring out you know who we all are um but that can be really intimidating right just depending on you know your personality or you know some people are just more private that that kind of stuff um yeah so i I think that there, there are certainly things on both levels that can get in the way i i agree 100 percent you know, and, and one of the things that can get in the way is having bad experiences when you tried to connect. Oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I remember this is it's one of these interesting things because it happened in junior high school to me where there was a new kid in the class. And I and I think it was like in a math class or something. And and somebody was picking on him. And I just I tried to reach out and tried to, you know, just say and, and it was like would you just get away from me? Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, because I wasn't one of the, the athletes. I wasn't a jock. I wasn't mm-hmm. one of the cool kids. I played in the band. Okay. So that, that says that I was a band nerd. All right. Um, and I, and to this day, that memory is still very vivid. Like I can mm-hmm. remember where I was in the class. Now that could easily say, 
all right, don't ever reach out to people because you're going to get burned. You will get burned. Mm-hmm. There will be people that just say, you know, listen, this is a job. It's only a job. Okay, great. Thanks. If I can help you, let, let me know mm-hmm. and move on. Um, one of the key things is for leaders, they have to, the, the worst thing they can do is just be indifferent to their team because mm-hmm. you will shut your team down. They will just do their job. There's, used to, I used to show a video in supervisory leadership that just said, I'm going to do my eight and hit the gate. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, in a GM plant. Um, but no, just if you don't, if you don't connect with them, you will lose them. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they may not leave. So let me say that again. If you don't connect with your team, you will lose them. And the problem is they may not leave because now you've got people that are there that are just going through the motions. And mm-hmm. that is that can be a terminal illness for an organization. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the way I look at it, too, is that it's one of those um it's something that is key to leadership. Like to truly be yes. a leader, you you have to be able to connect. Um, yep. Your team members don't have to. Like I, I, I right. that's kind of how I look at it. Is that if they don't want to, be, because of you know choice or mm-hmm. interest, or whatever, in my mind, like that they that's fine. But I think if you are going to be a successful leader. You have to be able to do those things. You have to be able to open up, even if other people don't want to open up to you. Right. Um, and right. and that's I think where um, it, it just becomes where, where the the culture of the organi- organization comes from. And you're not going yes. to get everyone on board, but but you have to. Exactly. Exactly. You know, as you were saying that, you know, the leader has to take the initiative. To lead, and mm-hmm. like you said, you can't lead if you don't if you can't connect. And it was interesting. I'm I'm reading. Um, I'm actually reading, not just listening. I'm reading a um, a book on marriage, and every one of the chapters, there's two questions that are asked. Mm-hmm. One is what can we do, and the other one is what can I do. Mm-hmm. And it really struck me that you know in some relationships, you may not get the we right now. The question is what can I do to at least try to add value, try to make the connection, try to show that I care. Mm-hmm. And if I do, the connection may start. It may take a while. I, I share a story of an employee that I had at Self-Lock that didn't, we didn't like each other when I got there. It was clear he didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like him. But over time, both of us leaning in, we developed a really good friendship. Mm-hmm. And when I left, it was he was one of the hardest people for me to say goodbye to mm-hmm. just because of the relationship that we had built so it's time to get personal it's time to lean in did i miss anything well i mean i'm no expert <laughs> but but i think we we talked about a lot um so I'm going to disagree with you. I think you are an expert on connection because you do it extremely well. <laughs> I can see it. When we have new people, you know more about the new people. I do. And it's not that you're nosy. It's just that you take an interest in them. And for somebody that <clears throat> excuse me, that works 90-some percent of the time virtually, mm-hmm. it's amazing the connections you can make with people. So you're gifted in that area, and I admire that. So you are an expert on it. <laughs> well, thank you. So, um, 
I know you're not really like a super winter person. I'm not a super winter person. <laughs> any plans for the wintry weekend we have coming up when it's going to be like eight degrees? I didn't even know it was coming up. I did not know that we had a, a cold weekend coming up. Um, we do. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think here. I'm going to say probably not. Just All right. How about you? So, um, yeah, t- so Saturday right now is going to be a high of eight and a low of one. Um, my kids have some friends coming from out of town. They're going to go skiing and they've invited me to join them. <laughs> yeah. I'm either going to go skiing and freeze. No. Or, or I might, I might help Jeremy with his house. Nice. Uh, he's still working on the house. But anyways, it's, it's going to be a great weekend mm-hmm. because we're going to decide to make it great. Yep. Right. Exactly. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. This was The Next Page.